Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Stories podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast where I get to talk to really cool and interesting people about their life through their favorite films. And today I'm really excited to uh, welcome my brother, Matt Olson. Matt, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to have you here and um, excited to do this with you. We, uh, You were on my old podcast, Superhero Movie Cast, a lot, and so this is uh, fun to finally get you on here. And uh, I think you are uh, the third family member so far, I think, because I yeah. have Mike and our dad, and then uh, I think that's it so far. But anyways, but yeah, excited to, to have you on this episode. Well, I'm excited to be on here. I know we've... I know from the get-go we've talked about being on here and um, yeah, I loved being a guest on your superhero movie cast. It was always fun. Of course, that's right up our alley of the movies we're talking about, but I've listened to all of your, oh, you know what? I have not listened to your most recent one. I'm looking forward to it. The one about guardians, but um, I know I'm biased because you're my brother, but um, man, they're, they're really good. Um, Tim's of course was great. I loved Mike's. Um, Justin's was awesome. It was good to catch up, kind of hear his, cause I know we used to podcast with him. Uh, Jeffrey's was great. And then I, I will have to say, I think my favorite one so far is, uh, Cade's episode. I just yeah. loved that. So, I mean, I mean, he talked a lot of Star Wars, so that, uh, <laughs> right there is great, but, um, oh man, it was just such a good episode. You guys, I love the dialogue you guys are having and just getting to, I mean, he's a guy, someone I know. Uh, I've known for a long time, but, and he's a great guy, but just really, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that was a fun. I wanted to give you, tell you that. So thanks. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. And it was really great to have Kate on here and, and yeah, I mean, we've, we've known Kate for a long time and we have Star Wars parties with him and all these things, but to kind of hear some more of his, uh, some of his experiences and things like that was really awesome. So, um, well, I know you very well. Um, we shared a room for many years growing up yep. and, <laughs> and as adults as well, but as, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> many of my guests might not know you that well. So what would you say are like some unique things about yourself? I think some will be unique and some not so unique. Um, I'm married. Uh, my wife's name's Natalie. I have three kids, ages seven, four, and two. Um, so <clears throat> I studied um, my, my major in, in college was, uh, Chinese. Um, I lived in Hong Kong as a missionary in Hong Kong. And, um, so I, anyway, I studied, loved learning the language and, um, that was my undergrad. And it's so funny cause it's this old joke that I have with some of my college roommates, like, uh, people, you know, in college, when you're in college, everyone asks you your major. So people would ask me like, Oh, what's your major? And I, these, Oh, Chinese. And like, Oh, kind of look at me funny. Like, and then it'd be like, well, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do a minor in business. And before I'd even kind of finish, like uh, the response often was like, oh, well, you're going to make bank. So it'd be like, it'd like swing from this like bewilderment to like this, uh, you know, this for sure that I was going to make all this money doing business in China and stuff. So yeah, I remember always hearing that cliche people like, if you know Chinese, oh, you can, we're yeah, with China, make lots of money. And so it's just so funny to like have that, but that's, you know, so that's fairly unique. I do speak Chinese. It's a bit rusty, too much of a homebody. Um, I did, I was going to do an MBA and kind of, and wanted to do some sort of international MBA, but 
uh, worked in the family business for many years. I know <laughs> with you as well. Um, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, just kind of found out, found my real passion was in teaching and been teaching for, uh, almost 10 years. Um, yeah, it's 2014 when I went to do, start my master's. Um, and right now I teach, I've taught mostly fifth grade. Uh, all gen ed, all subjects. And, uh, now I'm teaching an enrichment. I call it, well, I'll, I'll say I'm an enrichment teacher for asynchronous learners, um, AKA a teacher in the gifted department. Um, I don't know. There's just not a, there's, I feel like there's not really a, there's not a way to not sound pretentious since sharing that. So, yeah. Uh, but it's funny cause I remember when I got that job, I told Tim, I think I was on our, our Marco Polo with Tim and he was like, uh, like, Oh, so you're like professor X. So, um, but no, I mean, all serious. I love my job. I love, um, you know, we get to do really deep dives with a lot of things. I do Lego robotics and coding and we just really focus on problem solving, critical thinking, creativity. Um, so we take a topic and we can go really deep with it and, and kind of get to experiment with a lot of different like styles of teaching and different approaches and things like that. And, uh, so yeah, anyway, that's a little bit about me and my background, my job and all that stuff. So awesome. Thanks. Well, and, um, what would you say are some of the kinds of kind of movies genres that you tend to gravitate to or enjoy? Well, you know all too well that I love um, action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. I But I, I really, I just love movies. I mean, I think you and I have similar approach to our movie going. Um, I guess I won't speak for you, but I feel like we're just, we just love watching movies, open to lots of different types of movies. Um, I know for me, like, I'm not the best movie critic because I, I yeah, usually, what'd you say? I said me neither. It's I'm pre, it's pretty rare that I don't like a movie. Uh, there's usually something I can get out of it. In fact, I don't. I was trying to think of like the last movie I didn't like, like in the movie theater. Um, and I think maybe it might have been like Into the Woods. Do you remember? When we, I think we saw that together, yeah. like yeah. 2014. And I just remember right. not liking that movie very much. I mean, um, but even there were some parts that I can remember liking. I think. Wasn't Chris Pine in it? And he had like a good, I think there's a song yeah, he sang like that I like. Song. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's like the, I, I don't know, like movies. Uh, I mean, even like some of the Disney movies, and I think you and I have talked about this before too, like some of the uh, zombies and descendants and stuff that are really cheesy, but watching those with my kids and. Right my boys are going to be doing a uh, musical theater thing later in the summer. And that's like what they're doing is some of those movies. And so, um, yeah, so I just love movies. Um, I guess really honing in though. Um, I love movies that like create a world building have great characters. Like that's the thing I love the most. Um, and this might be a hot take, but I, uh, I like sequels and movie series a lot. Like that's, what I go back to. Um, but, but I do love, I mean, I, like I said, I, I feel like I'm really open to a lot of different movies. I love classic films. Uh, 
I do love watching a lot of the best picture movies and best picture nominees. Uh, I really like Fablemans, Dune. I'm sorry, I made a list. So I don't forget Arrival, uh, Parasite 1917, Jojo Rabbit. Um, <clears throat> Three Billboards is one I really liked. Um, so I just kind of, I went back through the years and looked at some of the nominees. And so those are movies that I, I really like. Um, Christopher Nolan films, uh, obviously the Dark Knight movies, but, um, really looking forward to Oppenheimer. Um, and in fact, I, I know I mentioned this earlier, my degree was in Chinese and my favorite class I took was a Chinese film class and we got to watch all of these really super old Chinese movies. I couldn't even tell you what they're called. I, 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 cool, yeah. it was, it was so cool. It was like, we learned about the history of film, but then we like specifically looked at like how like films in China played into that. And I, I know I kept my syllabus somewhere. It's somewhere in a box in my, in my garage or something. Um, but, uh, my favorite ones were the more like, recent ones in the nineties and early two thousands. So, I mean, this would have been 2009 when I took that class. I think it was my last, or it was 2008 or 2009. It was my last year of college, uh, my undergrad. And, um, so Zhang Yimo is probably, he's one of the most, um, famous Chinese, um, filmmakers and I haven't kept up on his stuff, but he was kind of a bit punk, punk rock. Uh, his movies got banned in China at the time and kind of critic, critical of Chinese, uh, regime uh you know where's some of his movies what are... so uh to live i think is his most famous one that was banned at least um and then raise a the red lantern so to live was about um it, it's his family and it kind of takes place over several decades um it it um <clears throat> it's like I think, I mean, when did it start? 50s, and then it goes through the 80s. Hmm. So it was really neat, and just kind of like how yeah. the family's affected by a lot of the regime, Mao's regime and thing like, things like that. And, um, I mean, I don't think it, anyway, it's a really interesting one. And then Raise the Red Lantern, I think, takes place in the 1920s, and it was like, it was about, like, this, like, lord that has all these wives and concubines, and kind of in the last kind of when all of that was kind of going away. Um, so it's super interesting. Uh, he did hero. I don't know if you, it's like a, yeah. Usha, like, uh, martial arts film or, you know, yeah. sometimes it's called I don't Kung know if Fu. I've like seen all of it, but I know I've seen some bits of it and things like that. But. Um, so that's one of his more famous and house of flying daggers. Um, he did. Um, right. and actually did I think I, wall too, that Matt Damon one, sorry. Did he, did he do the great, I'm just on his Wikipedia page. He did, did he do the, the great wall? Yes. Not seen yeah. I never saw that, but I didn't either. And I think they were trying to bridge the gap of, to like Western audiences. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to see it. I never did. I can't remember why. I don't remember if it got, didn't get good reviews or what, what it was, but, um, or I don't know, but, uh, so I, I really like that type, those things. Um, some of, you know, those are some of the more, I guess, interesting movies and interesting films that I've seen. Um, more obscure films, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The ones I re rewatch are really more mainstream. Um, and again, kind of like movies that really stay with me are the ones with, that have the world building 
uh, awesome characters and oftentimes are a series. Cause I, I guess, I don't know, you know me, I just, I love collecting things. Um, I um, have a massive Star Wars action figure slash Lego collection. Um, I have Marvel Legos. I have back some Back to the Future Legos. Um, Disney. Uh, we like we have a Winnie the Pooh Lego set that was the Evan got, and um, they just really released some, or they just came out with some Indiana Jones Legos that I'm gonna make sure to pick up at least a couple sets because that's one of my favorite movie series. But yeah, I guess that's kind of. Um, a little bit of background about like yeah. I just I get really into the world that's created on film and film and so um, I feel like again I'm not the best critic I'm willing to like let things go if I feel like the world building is good and I feel like the characters are interesting so sometimes like if a movie uh, I, I guess I could see the critiques or understand why other people critique it but it's um, if it, I, when I go to the movies, I really if my if it captures my imagination, that's like the most important thing for me <clears throat> in seeing a movie. Yeah, I think yeah, like you said, I think we've got, definitely got similar tastes, and we grew up watching the same things and influenced by the same types of movies. And um, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool, and I, I appreciate you sharing about like I you know like being able to see more Chinese films and go to that class. I, I would love, to, I was, I feel like with life, how busy it is with kids, having young kids and all this stuff, like the only movies I feel like, not the only ones, but the ones I tend to watch the most are like, yeah, like the big, you know, franchise type movies yeah. that are coming out. And so like, but sometimes I, like I was talking to uh, my friend Lisa when I had her on the show and she kind of, she kind of talked about some different anime stuff that sounded cool. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I, I don't know. I wish there was more time to watch. No, that. yeah, I, she had really cool. I listened to that one too. I really liked her ideas of what she was talking about, and um, it is funny. It's like uh, I, I feel like all of your guests, like I feel like you say it, and I think it too. Like, oh, I need to watch more of these movies. They, it's yeah. really cool to hear, and um, I get really excited listening to people talk about their movies. So, um, yeah, there's just not <laughs> not enough time in the day, and then and then also. I think you and I both kind of, you, I think you might do this more than I do actually. It's just going back and rewatching something, a movie series when, um, a new movie's coming out. And I feel like I just have gotten so behind on doing it. You, you, you've just done a better job than I have. I feel like, Um, uh, I don't do that as much as I used to, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you very much like I'd watch all like, you know, like I do really want to watch Indiana Jones movies before the new one comes out. Just because I haven't, it's been years since I've watched them, so I'm like I'm due for a rewatch. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like an anxious thing with movies. Sometimes, like too, I, yeah. I want to watch a new movie, but I'm also like, oh, I only got like so much time. Am I gonna like it or not? So then I end up watching something I've seen that I know I'm gonna be entertained with. And then also too, like I just don't have time to ever sit and watch a movie in one sitting anymore. Like I, yeah. I barely, unless it's at the movie theater, I very rarely will watch a movie from start to finish. Um. And so, I'm the same way. It's pretty rare for me to do that. Yeah. If it's something I've never seen, for some reason, it's harder for me to do that, like to just watch 30 minutes or an hour. I kind of, I think I was telling you and Tim recently that like, I've been forcing myself to do it more and I've watched some new things. Yeah. No, definitely I definitely got the habit of rewatching stuff. Like I'm watching a bunch of Marvel stuff right now just because I've like, yeah, 
Well, you and I both watched Air, though, because we were talking about that. Like, I did, uh, yeah. Um, I kind of referenced before, but we have a Polo, Marco Polo chat with Tim and Jeffrey and Thomas and I, and um, or the four of us, you know, and um, yeah, I, I was, I was thought, I was glad you watched it because I've been wanting to talk about that. And it's, um, you know, without giving much away, it was really good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, kind of, um, I, I guess, I mean, it's a Michael Jordan story, so we know how it ends. We know where it goes, but it, it was really, really well done. Yeah. It's, I was telling you guys, like, it made me miss Ben Affleck as a director, like, cause I really like his other things he's directed and, and it's a story that's like pretty simple that I, you think like, is that a, like, could that be a full length movie? But it's, they do such a good job, like mm-hmm. pacing it and it's got, yeah, like, Matt Damon's really great in it. And I also liked Chris Tucker in it, which we haven't seen in, yeah, uh, since like Shower Three. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. he's been a few things since then, but like, anyways, it was fun to see him. And it just, yeah, it was a good, it was, it was a good movie. So, yeah, I agree. It was fun that it's like that. I think now that I watched that one in two nights, maybe it was like, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's like we, I don't know. I don't usually. I'm with you. I have to go. If I'm at the movie theater, I could watch, man, I could watch a super long movie. Uh, you know, the new Spider-Man movie is, how long is it? It's two and a half? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. That's I, I will have no problem sitting down and watching that movie. I mean, um, <clears throat> but uh, it's like with, I, I don't know. I'm with you. I, it's hard for me. Even movies I've seen, I just... I like to watch them in chunks. It's just, it, it's nice to like break it up. And part of it is like, I I'll watch, um, well, I'm going to come back to this later. I'm sure. But like return of the Jedi, I saw it in the theaters recently. It was awesome for the 40th anniversary. And, um, sorry, kind of a list because I might braces, but, um, and rubber bands and, but, um, I, it was, hard to watch it because it's like oh the movie's already it's already this part the movie's like over pretty much and then it was over and so like usually yeah. when i watch something like that i'll watch uh like 30 minutes here and 40 minutes there and then i'll watch the last i don't know so it just i kind of like i'm able to kind of take it all in more um but uh yeah when i rewatch a movie in the theater that i've seen it does it goes so fast so yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, just going to the movies, sitting down, it's like, I, I don't know. I remember like getting advice, like, oh, when you are dating someone or you want to take a girl on a date, don't take her to a movie. That's a boring date. And that's like, <laughs> like so many of Natalie and I, like our best dates, like when we were dating and like to this day, like we go to the movies. We love doing that. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just. I get what they're saying because you can't really get to know someone. Um, but again, I just feel like for us, that was like a really, like it was a really good date thing and a yeah. really fun thing we did together. So, yeah, I mean, if that's all you do, then I get it. But usually sure. there's, it's more than that. But yeah, you can chat about the movie after. That's like my favorite date. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's jump into the questions. So let's, uh, so our first one is, What's one of the most meaningful films to you and what makes it so meaningful to you? <clears throat> yeah, it's hard because I wanted to kind of divide these out. Um, I have a few, I have several candidates, but I think some other things are going to pop up another spot. So 
I'm going to go with, um, I want to go with uh, Endgame here. I think that's the one I want to pick. Okay. Because I think, um, I mean, I have enjoyed several of the, or or the MCU since Endgame, but I do feel like it's changed a bit. And um, I feel like that, I remember, so I got, you and I went to see it and Jeffrey, and it's fun to like listen to. Our, I, I've been meaning to go back and listen to our reaction episode that we did, but because um, I think you didn't you say you listened to it recently? The kind of I listened to it like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah. We recorded an episode literally right as we the three of us were after we got out. Of, this is on my old podcast as we got out of the theater, and it was like it's so fun to listen to you back because we were all just like I don't know, just like so excited, but like processing it, and it was just like is like this life changing experience and we're like trying to figure out how to talk about it. And like, we like did some non spoilers and then we kind of jumped into spoilers and anyway, it was, it's so fun. It just feels like a time capsule of that moment. And so, so anyways. I, I think I like infinity war more than Endgame, honestly. Um, just, I think what infinity war like set up, um, I think I might like infinity war more. But what Endgame did was just like, so anyway, we got home and I told Natalie, I was like, cause we were going to, I was going to, I think she and I went and saw it the night. I think we saw it the Thursday night, right? The premiere. And yeah. then, uh, we, Natalie and I, uh, saw it Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember. We saw it that same weekend. And so she was like, well, what do you think? And I was like, I'm still trying to like get my, wrap my head around it, but I will tell you it's what they pulled off is unlike like it's unbelievable what they were able to pull off with that movie. I don't think it gets enough credit as far as like yeah. what they were able to do and, and the amount of the actors that they were able to get in there and what they were able to put together and the story they were able to tell. And again, I, you know, I know the MCU isn't everyone's cup of tea and some people don't consider it cinema, um, which I, you know, they can have that opinion. Uh, I know you and I have talked about that and I disagree. Um, and yeah, I get that not everyone's into superhero movies or that there's just been so many of them and, and all of that. But um, this movie is extremely meaningful to me because it just took um, so many, I mean, it's just all these movies that I'd enjoyed for all the, all those years. And just, I, I think put it together in, in a way that was uh, unbelievable. Um, really, really fun, really exciting. Just some of the moments in that movie are unforgettable. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I there's I have a lot of candidates for it, and again, some of them are going to pop up later. But that's what I I came up with. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like I could probably pick fifty movies here, but that those were the ones that I wanted to. Yeah, that's. Like, I'm glad that's the that. one I wanted to pick. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely one that I put in my category of most meaningful too like just it's like there's uh yeah i could talk about endgame all the time <laughs> but i so i've been watching rewatching some of the face marvel phase four stuff and it's been fun and like i really i think i enjoy it more than a lot of people have um i mean not that everyone hasn't but it's just i feel like it's been way more mixed than we got the yeah. first marvel movies but endgame is definitely like something special that i don't think they're ever i don't know if any movie franchise will ever have anything like that again um i mean i could be totally wrong but like yeah it's just ties up all these different stories but like 
does all this new fresh things with it, but then also like uh, hits on all these like nostalgic points throughout the whole franchise while also like having these really great emotional moments for multiple characters and epic battles. And, you know, it's just like, it's such a amazing achievement. And like, even just like, I feel like it's a movie too that like I've gone back to many times over the years and like there's like the, you know, Thor's arc of him like being mm-hmm. pressed and like avoiding the pain in his lone life like that I felt has been like so relatable and like he, like I get like choked up every time I, the part when he cuts off Thanos' head and he's like just, it's like him walking away and like, oh, yeah. it's out. And then when you see him again, it's supposed to play, you know, there's like, it's funny because he's like put all his weight and he's just being goofy. But then like, he'll switch from being like funny to all of a sudden be like when uh, Hulk brings up Thanos and he's like, and he's basically like, just kind of like breaks down. And like, I love like Chris Hemsworth does such a good job just like going from one to the other. And, and then like, I just, the, uh, the wrap up of like Tony Stark and uh, there's just like unexpected things too. Like the, like, Tony Stark and his dad having like records mm-hmm. or Tony having that moment with his dad and like finding peace in that before he like, you know, sacrifices <laughs> himself. And anyways, it's just, uh, sorry, I'm laughing. Cause I, I, I feel like we could just do, talk about this yeah. movie all. I mean, like it's the music is so good. It's like, yeah, like there's some saw like some tracks on it that I just, I listen to. Um, I mean, I, I don't listen. I, I do listen. I don't listen to as much music or movie soundtracks as I used to, but if I do, like that's one that I listen to a lot. Is some from that. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's escaping what so, it's called. There's a track on there that's like it's the well, the one that plays over Tony Stark's death is really great. Yes, and like Portals one is awesome. But there's one that's like it's the very beginning when Tony's beginning. Yeah, and I, I'm blanking on the name of it too. Me too. But it, good it's so good and it echoes a lot of the themes that are played in his like as yeah. his death in general and there's there's the track too and i i can't I, I should go look these up but it plays over when when captain america's leading that like support group and then it kind of goes into like ant-man's return and when he is like racing through the streets of san francisco to find his daughter and then he, like caesar like that because those those scenes happen like right after each other um Oh, that's a really good one. Anyways, yeah, I could just no, yeah, yeah. That opening scene, that song from the opening scene, I have on it. Like, I have a movie soundtrack that I'll play at school sometimes if the kids are working on something, like quietly. And there's some songs on there that get like kind of rowdy. Like, I I put the Wonder Woman theme song on it for some, like you know the dun, dun, like it's like pretty. It's not yeah. really like studying music, um, like. Anyway, there's some songs on there that are just kind of like I have to kind of skip because they're they're too intense for the for that moment uh but sometimes that one will come on and i'm like all right this one's like perfect um just really kind of pensive but but yeah thor's arc especially i remember like my initial reaction was like this is kind of silly like this is kind of a gag but it's that is a really meaningful arc for me thor is my favorite character uh in in the mcu um and I, I know his movies, besides Ragnarok, don't always, like, get the best, like, reviews. They get the best, um, you know, The Dark World was one that I really liked when it came out. And um, I think I'd, 
I, t- I, I rewatch it and I totally get why people don't like it. Um, but I, I just, anyway. And so just the part where you get to kind of revisit part of that movie, um, is really exciting for me. That was really exciting. And yeah, I just get a lot from Thor, um, from his, his arc anyway. So I think it was played up for a kind of a gag, but it actually has a lot of like meaning for me. Um, yeah. You know, I won't get too, I, we, I, like I said, I could talk about it all night, but it's, um, it's just a really, really fun, exciting movie. And I, yeah, you know, I, I've enjoyed, uh, MCU. The Guard- Guardians 3 was one of my favorites. Um, but to me, Endgame was kind of like the pinnacle of, of that. And I think, I think there could be more stuff in the future that's really great, but that one is, uh, it's it, it hasn't been, hadn't been done before, and I, it's going to be hard to pull off something like that again in any movie series. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some good stuff to come, and like yeah. there has been great things, I think. But it's um, there, uh, yeah, that was just something something special, and like no matter what happens comes next, like that'll always be there. And that's something that like Infinity War and Endgame are just like to me like such a perfect like encapsulation of the mcu and i it's funny i so andy's she's taking her kids to disneyland right yeah. actually, tomorrow so i was showing becca and ezra like some clips of different uh avengers things because you know they've never really seen it and they're going to avengers campus there um so they could like be familiar with like oh that's dr strange and that's blah 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 and so i showed him like a scene in infinity war it was like the when dr strange and spider-man and Iron Man, Star Lord, they all are fighting Thanos. Like I just kind of showed them that scene because they love Spider Man. Yeah, they know Spider Man yeah. well, which every kid I feel like does. But it was like we were watching that scene, and I'm just like, oh man, I just want to watch the rest of this movie. And <laughs> anyway, we ended up watching part of the Wakanda battle. Like I showed them the part when, like, because they know like Groot pretty well, and like when he chops his arm off to give Thor his like new axe, and like when Thor ri- arrives in Wakanda, and like they just, they thought it was so cool. And I was like, I really wanted to watch the whole thing, but we didn't have time to like sit down and <laughs> watch all of it. Well, and anyway. I think that's why Infinity War is my favorite. Just that with Thor, his story and like how he shows up, that's just like, man, I get the chills every time. Like when Thor shows up and with Rocket and Groot, it's just like, man, that's, that's one of the best moments in the MCU, in my opinion. And then just like to see, you know, minutes later to see what happens. It's like, Oh, rips your heart out, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, and then, yeah, I should have went for the head or I can't remember exactly what Thanos says, but it's like, oh, it's, uh, brutal. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something too that like, I've seen like these TikToks or like Instagram reels or whatever where like people will like joke about showing their kids like Infinity War and they're like, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, like what, like what's going to happen? Can we watch the next one right now? And the dad or the parent, whoever is like, no, you have to wait a year. Like I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and obviously I don't think I would, I wouldn't make my kids do that, but I like, I'm so excited to show them that those movies and like, just, I want, I'm curious what their action will be. But like, that was something I think it was hard, but also very like unique to be able to like have that year of like, Oh my gosh, like we, you know, they're going to come back, but like how, and just all, all that was like so much, it was so fun. It's like such a good, good time. But 
Yeah. Um, so you, you broke up a little bit there, but I think it caught the end. But yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. I was just talking about like, like how special and unique that period yeah. of between Infinity War and Endgame was. So, um, yes, it was. Well, let's go to the next one. So I'm really curious what you're going to answer for this one. Cause, um, what is your family movie? Like, what would you say your family movie is and what's any memories you have growing up watching this movie? Oh, this was a really hard one. So I guess I'll start with my kids with Natalie and the kids. Now, um, one of our family movies is uh, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And um, that's one that Evan, I think it's kind of kicked. Evan is like really into um, like classic like animation, like Disney, like a lot of the classics. And I think this is kind of the one that started that. And so he started watching this when he was really little. And it's one, so I loved Winnie the Pooh when I was, when I was little. It was one, uh, like I had the stuffed animals and stuff when I was little. And so when we were at Disneyland, when Evan was like two, we got to see like Tigger and Pooh and all that. So I think that's one of ours now. Um, well, that's, if I had to, anyway. Well, that's definitely what Sorry, but I'd even say we watched a lot as kids too. Like we did, I could throw that. I could probably even answer that. So, yeah, no, we did. It was one that we got, we watched a lot. Especially um, the, then, um, Tigger one. I'm blanking the name of it. Why am I? Oh yeah, um, we need to put in Tigger yeah, too because we had it on that VHS for a while, and then it got, and then we end up getting. They released it all on VHS. We had all of them. That yes, definitely the one I've seen the most. Yeah, because they had it used to be like just the short, like the the segments. Yeah, and so we had two of them. We had the Honey Tree one on a tape, and we lost that one. And then we had Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 on, on one. And then I remember we would rent the Blustery Day one. Yeah. But then, yes, it, so I don't know the exact history. I think the shorts came out different years, but then in like the 60s or early 70s. And then they released it as a film in 77, I believe, like together. And so then, yeah, we got the VHS in the mid-90s, like that did have all of them. So it was one we watched a lot. Um and uh, I remember watching many adventures or the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, like the cartoon, um, yeah. like in the summer. I remember watching that a lot and Saturday mornings, but then in the summer too. So that, yeah. So I don't know. That's just one. So Evan has like, uh, I mentioned the Legos. Um, I love Legos. Evan hasn't really gotten super into Legos. Nathan loves Legos, but um, Evan but he has a, we got the Winnie the Pooh one. So I don't know. That's just one that's really special. Um, <laughs> lately, Nathan's has been the Mar- the Mario movie. We bought that and he's been watching that nonstop. Yeah. I know, you know, we saw that with you guys, uh, which is a lot of fun. We don't, we, I, so it's funny. I use Tim's voodoo and then I end up buying it on ours, mine too. Anyways, and we've watched it. It's a few times, but not as much as I expected crew to want to watch it. So yeah. Interesting. But I mean, I mean, but oh. he still does. We literally watched some of it last night and then some of it this afternoon. So, I mean, I guess it's yeah. not a lot, but <laughs> Nathan's watched it. Yeah. Anyway, he's anyway, cause speaking of Legos, yeah, Nathan has some of the Mario Legos, which are a lot of fun, but, um, <clears throat> but you know, I, I have to mention Star Wars here because I think like, I probably would answer Star Wars for a lot of these, you know, like uh, I'm trying not to answer Star Wars for everything, but I mean, it really is like, I don't know. I just thought of like how we would 
collect the figures and how we would get Marianne, like the Princess Leia ones, so that we could, uh, like, get more figures. And then she would open it, like, on Christmas, and we'd be like, oh, okay. And then we'd put it, we'll just keep it with our box, yeah. you know? like. But, I mean, Marianne, you know, obviously, like, she being our, the youngest and... um Anyway, it's just like, you know, I, I, everyone was into Star Wars and loved Star Wars. And, um, but another one that I thought of was just, uh, Indiana Jones. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot with the new movie coming out. And I just, I really think that's, uh, one of our family movies too, because it's one that we played a lot. I remember we'd make movies of, like, do you remember at Grandma and Grandpa Olsen's when we made like that? Oh, yeah. Movie. Mm-hmm. Like the gym, um, right? Yep. Yeah, Uncle Jim's video camera and Elizabeth was in it and and it kind of turned into like Spencer and Mike like making fun of me because like it was I think it was my idea to make it and so they would like do stuff to sabotage the movie. Um I can't remember what you were in it. I know you were in it. I, I remember just probably in the background doing my own thing. Like I was probably like yeah. made up my own movie in my head and was just doing that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like or like we were on Uncle Scott's boat. Um and I remember just like pretending like I was like on a boat, like a last crusade. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just like by myself, like thinking kind of like probably what you were saying. Like I had the scenario in my head, but it was like everyone on the boat. I had like a role, like they didn't know that, but okay. Yeah. Well, this person, and I don't remember who was on the boat with me. Probably. I think Shauna and Mike. And anyway, I don't remember, but like, okay, well, Shauna is the, Shauna's our cousin. And, um, but uh, anyway, that's just a really important series, I think. Um, and I also looked at, so, you know, you remember when we made like our list of favorite movies and like movie, like, or, or like um, multimedia properties, I think mm-hmm. um, in January, I was looking at that again, kind of looking at this here. And that was one that st- stood out to me. So, and yeah, it's one that like, I feel like you and I played a lot. Uh, with our with our cousins too, like just like yeah, we creating I, scenarios and I remember at the lake too playing it, not up like yeah, around and like we all like couldn't decide who would be Indiana Jones. Like our cousin Jonesy, he was like, "Well, my name is Jonesy, yeah. so it's." And then eventually coming to a compromise of like, "Oh, I'm I'm Indiana Jones's cousin. Oh, I'm his nephew. I'm blah blah blah. You know, like I'm his brother." And so none of us was Indiana Jones, but we were all like family. <laughs> We were all like part of the Jones family. Yeah. yeah. Like that was the compromise we came up with that we could all be a character. Right. But yeah, like I remember I had this bungee cord. I don't remember where I got it. I think maybe Grandma and Grandpa Olsen's garage or something. There's this bungee cord and I would attach it to my belt loop and I would hang from stuff. And I'd pretend like it was like my whip. And I went to, we were, I think we were at the Olsen reunion and we were like at that park and in Orem's, I think Sarah Park. And um, there was this really high spot and I would like uh, drape the bungee cord over it. I'm sure you were there with me, playing with me. Though I, I, I do think we probably had like a lot of ideas in our heads of our own yeah, stories going I, well, on. Actually, Deuce, this does sound really familiar, actually. And I was like really high and like hanging from my belt loop on a bungee cord. And I'm just thinking like, how did I not die or like <laughs> break an arm doing that? Yeah. But I don't know. I was probably 10 or 11, maybe 12. Yeah, I think I was 10. And uh, anyway, so just, I just feel like that was one that 
um, got a lot of like, you know, watched a lot, played a lot. Yeah. It was just really important to our family. Just when the ride came out, that was a huge deal at Disneyland and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think I'd agree. Cause like, I remember like our parents going on like an anniversary night or something. That's, and maybe it wasn't, it was just like a date night, but renting the last crusade and like, I was, I was really young. I had to have been like five or six probably, or even younger, I, probably five anyways. And like watching that and like, um, and then like I'd seen Raiders, but then finally getting to see Temple of Doom. And I, it was still at our Des Moines house before we'd moved. Yeah. And I, we moved. Yeah. Up. So you were young. I was really young. Yeah. When I yeah. saw Temple of Doom, but anyways, yeah. Indiana Jones, definitely. I, I put that in that category too. So. And just to clarify, Last Crusade would be the one that, like, really, uh, I mean, yes, Raiders is the best film in the series as far as, like, from a, just how, like, Empire Strikes Back is arguably the best made film in the Star Wars series. Um, I think Raiders is the, like, if you're just talking, like, from a critic, critical point of view, uh, Raiders is the best. However... Last Crusade is my favorite of those, and it's the one that, like, um, <clears throat> that I, I, if I had to pick one movie that's, like, out of those, that's what I'd pick. Yeah. Uh, because it's the one that we watched a lot, probably, you know, watched the most, and just, it, it's still my favorite. And actually, so I've watched him with Evan. He's seen all, he's seen all of them, at least parts. We did skip some of Temple of Doom, <laughs> but, um, and uh, Last Crusade is the one that he loves. And actually, when it popped up on Disney Plus the other day, he's like, yes, these are on Disney Plus now. And he started watching Last Crusade right away. Oh, nice. Um, so it's just, it's pretty cool. And he's excited for the new one. So it's just, um, and, and there is a Lego set that's from Last Crusade. It's the, it's the plane mm-hmm. and the, the car, like when they're, when they, they they get away from the Zeppelin or whatever, and there's the plane chasing them through the tunnel, like yeah. that's the Lego set, one of the Lego sets that just came out. That's the one I'm probably going to pick up um, probably here in the next little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's cool. So, um, All right, well, what movie do you feel like you've watched the most in your lifetime? All right. <clears throat> so... Um, it's got to be so. I Mike said, did Mike say Phantom Menace for this? I think so. Yeah, is that what Mike said? That's what I had um, answered to you because, and and that's up there because yeah, we saw that movie so many times in the theaters, and I loved Mike's uh, when he was talking about that and just getting the tickets and all that. Yeah. But uh, I still think I've seen Return of the Jedi more. Um, I have seen the Phantom Menace a lot, but. Uh, it's got to be Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi is similar to Last Crusade to me because I, I think it's, uh, I mean, the Star Wars and Indiana Jones trilogies, original trilogies kind of are this are similar where you have this like ground ba- groundbreaking original and then you have this darker sequel and then you have the third one kind of re- return to form um, <clears throat> where it's, it's, um, what's how to, how to describe it? Where from a cr- critical point of view, it's maybe a little bit redundant or like, um, not as good or not as um, well done. But from a 
if you're a kid watching it from a fan perspective, um, Last Crusade and Return of the Jedi just nailed it. And so, you know, Return of the Jedi is one I've seen, man, I, I don't even know how many times. I mean, it's just so many, so many times. And I've seen it, I've only seen it, I believe, I think I've seen it twice in theaters. Because I think I only caught it once with the special edition in 97. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to think back because I know I saw the original one three times. And then did Empire, I think I saw once. And then Return of the Jedi, I think I just saw once. Does that sound right? Is that what you remember? Or do you remember seeing it? I only remember seeing it once. I only saw all the special editions once in theaters. So okay, and I know I did. I I know I saw all the special editions three or the original one three times because I went with different groups, um, different friends that wanted to see it. So I do know I saw A New Hope three times in the theaters, which <clears throat> I love that I got to see it. Um, but Return of the Jedi. So I saw. It, in 97 and then I saw it just a couple weeks ago and it's I mean it just is so Luke Skywalker is my favorite character in Star Wars uh you know Han Solo is cooler definitely but Luke's still like my favorite I love the the hero's journey yeah he's a whiny farm boy with these big dreams um and then you get to see him the thing that I love about Return of the Jedi is you get to see him like coming into his prime where he's like he's he's we last time we saw him in empire strikes back he's he was defeated and he was down and then you see him in return of the jedi it's he's just um shrouded in mystery coming into jabba the hutt's palace and um just from the get-go just the, the scene with the rancor and then possibly well no it's not my favorite scene but one of my favorite scenes is is on the sail is on the skiff and the sail barge where we get to see luke's green lightsaber for the first time and i know they chose green because <laughs> it worked better for special effects in the in the daytime like the blue wasn't showing up because they even had action figures made with with luke with the blue lightsaber and then later in post-production they had to change it to green i didn't know that. Um, i actually but, didn't know that's why it was green <laughs> yeah yeah they had it was going to have a new one but it's going to be blue and they had to it just didn't show up well on this in the on the desert so um <clears throat> uh you know as much as i love his blue lightsaber green's my favorite color and it just looks awesome <clears throat> and so and, and then it kind of sets luke apart too now it's this is his lightsaber like to me that's part of the story too like this is his lightsaber and we get to see him and it, and it kind of changes how the battle looks at the end of, of return of the Jedi, which that actually is my favorite part is when Luke and Vader are dueling. And, um, <clears throat> I just, I get so much out of that ending and what Luke realizes that he, he can't fight. He doesn't, he needs to, you know, throw down his lightsaber and, um anyway i just uh, return of the jedi is just a movie that i mean if i had to pick a favorite movie all-time favorite movie it would have to be my i mean it's star wars is my favorite movie series and it is my if you had if i had to pick a favorite star wars movie it's return of the jedi so therefore if i had to pick an all-time favorite movie um it would be return of the jedi and i'm loving all the 40th anniversary stuff 
I have to say I was at Disneyland a few weeks ago and I was really jealous because there was this guy we were there as the first day we were in line and he was wearing a return of the Jedi. It said 40. And I <clears throat> um, was just saying, Oh man, I love your shirt. It's awesome. It's like, Oh yeah. So I'm actually, this is like, I was born in 1983. So I'm turning 40 this year. And so like, it goes with me and I was like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't have been born one year earlier just cause I was born in 84. And I was like, so jealous of that guy i don't know i don't know it's it's silly yeah like that's funny um anyway they have a lot of really cool 40th anniversary stuff for return of the jedi out right now um there's a lunchbox that i think i'll want to pick up and just some other like there's a <clears throat> a shirt so yeah i mean if i had to pick one to be return of the jedi yeah nice that's probably my i mean i i think i said that or phantom menace because return of the jedi we it was the only Star Wars movie I remember, like, we had for a while. Like, we had that VHS. Yep. And it had, like, some He-Man and She-Ra episodes on it and stuff. But, like, that's so... It's the one I remember watching the most as a kid. And then... But then Phantom Menace, I saw so many times in theaters. And then watched it so many times since. And watched it with my kids a lot. Um, so, but... So, it's kind of a toss-up. But... Um, okay, what movie have you cried the most in? Well, um, I am not much of a crier, at least growing up, I was not though. I think you and I have talked about how, as we get older, <laughs> like I, uh, I find, uh, I find myself tearing up more. In fact, last week, so my first group of fifth graders just graduated high school and, um, they are, so yeah, seven years ago, they were my fifth grade class and they're, I got to go to the Combs high school graduation. And, um, when the graduation music came on, cause most of my students went to Combs high school and, uh, when the graduation music came on and they were walking out of the field, I started tearing up. I don't know. It was just, uh, it was like wiping tears. So anyway, that's just a side story. Um, I'm becoming more of a crier. Um, but the, as far as the movie that I have cried the most in is, uh, Coco. And yeah, that's, a good, that's a good movie, yeah. This this is one that I was considering for um like family movie because it's just one that um Evan and I and Evan and Natalie and I mostly have watched a lot and yeah, I mean Nathan and Iris have watched it with us too, but it's one that <clears throat> um it's just I don't know, I don't want I don't know. I know the movie's been out for a while, but I don't want to give it too much away because there's some there's some stuff in there if you haven't seen it but um just the scene there's a scene at the end where um there the stakes are really high and and something you know this thing needs to happen and um it's just a really tender moment because you know right from the beginning um coco is the is the miguel is the main character and um it's his uh great grandma and she's really really old and um <clears throat> so there's just a really tender moment between Miguel and um his great grandma Coco um at the end of the movie that just I tear up every time I watch it. And the first several times I watched it I like cried a lot. So anyway, it's just you know, that movie just shows like how important family is and like um Again, as a young dad, uh, or, you know, when Evan was young, I mean, he's still young, but 
that one just really hit me. And it's a movie that he liked to watch since it was one we watched a lot when it came out and we had it all the time. So yeah, um, <clears throat> that's the one I've, I've cried the most. I consistently tear up in it still. Whenever I watch that movie, cause that's, and that's one that my kids have liked a lot too. Like Olivia, when she was, yeah, like two and a half. I mean, we, we'd watch the intro of that movie like multiple times in a day. Cause she just loved, yeah. start from, she wanted to start from the beginning. And like, we could both like quote, like, like the whole thing. Like sometimes I think I'm a curse, like how it starts Miguel's little monologue. And like, <laughs> yeah. and like, we could go through that whole thing. And as soon as like, that part started she wanted to start again but then I mean, eventually we did start watching the rest of the movie um and crew is the same way he he really likes coco and like we'll want to watch that a lot it's like he's got like he's funny because he's got like a few movies that he'll watch um unless he's like really tired at night he'll kind of watch whatever but like during the day and coco is one of them um, but anyway, it, anyways, it reminds me though, that movie reminds me a lot of Evan because I remember being at your guys' house when he was really little. And like, I think there's the part where like Miguel's falling and he was just like, yo, Miguel. Like he was just, he yeah. Oh, every time. Two or three, maybe at the time. Like, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah I, I think he was Evan. three. Yeah. Cause it is. Cause every time that part would come on, he'd just like, no, Miguel, you know, like yeah. he's so worried. So yeah, it's funny. So it's a good movie. Um, all right, what's the first movie you ever remember watching? I had a hard time. I was thinking about this. Um, I, I, you know, I Star Wars the original three. I know we watched a lot because we did have the VHSs when I was little, and we they broke, lost or broke, got or we broke. They they got broken or we lost them at some point. Because I do know, like you said, at some point we only had Return of the Jedi. Um, but I do remember being really little watching those. Um, I remember watching Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone. They were, we had them on the same VHS tape. <clears throat> so those are ones that I remember really young watching those. Um, <clears throat> so when I was, I don't know how old I was. I think I was almost three. Um, I had to get stitches. At, we were at the movie theater. So I don't remember this, but I remember the story. We were seeing, I think, Cinderella because they would re-release the old movies in the theaters. Um, and so we were there and my mom was taking me to the bathroom. Um, <clears throat> and I was like running. I was sort of crazy, like my kids are crazy. And I was running to the toilet and I slipped and I hit my head on the toilet and it, my head got cut open. And um, so that was always the thing is I'd always say, you know, I was in the women's restroom and I'd say, I guess I went around, to, my mom always, or our mom always go, tells us, tells me that I would go around saying that um, mommy toilets are dangerous was always uh, oh, the, the the quote. And and so I don't really remember that, but I remember the story. That's one of my earliest like movie memories. Um, <clears throat> my first, like the first movies the first time I remember reading a theater is I have a vague, vague memory of seeing Masters of the Universe. It would have been 1987. Oh, nice. Um, with Dolph Lundgren, which uh, was fun when you and uh, Justin were talking about. Um, <laughs> so, but um, anyway, again, we could pod have a whole podcast on that movie, but that's one of my first memories is seeing that in the theaters. Um, 
Karate Kid 3, and I meant to look up what year it came out. I don't remember. It was 88 or 89. And I have a memory of seeing that. And the reason I remember seeing it is, well, I mean, I was excited to see Karate Kid 3, but I remember the projector went out. And um, that's only happened two times that I can remember where I've been in a movie where the projector goes out. And um, I remember being, yeah, four or five and the projector going out and then falling asleep and then waking up and like going home and not like even watching them. I mean, because then the projector came back on and everyone else watched the movie. Um, but I don't remember like anything about that movie. Huh. Um, I'm not so, sure. yeah, those I'm are sure. 1989. 89 I would have been a baby yeah yeah Maybe. so yeah that's um those are my earliest like movie memories um <clears throat> so yeah i mean i we did we had a lot of vhs tapes that would have multiple movies and things on them yeah. but yeah that's kind of my earliest well that was one thing Justin and i talked about was like the vhs's that like you'd have where it's like you'd have this movie recorded on there and like this an episode of the show or then you know like because we had like yeah. those like those disney halloween episodes and then like care bears and snow or no not snow white uh Stephen beauty was on there and pinocchio and then we had the robin hood sword in the stone tape um that he-man tape there was like a bunch of he-man episodes yeah and we had one that had like and i was like so sad we lost it but it was like they had like Where's Waldo episodes of that show, and then like yes. the future, and then it had some He-Man episodes, and like we lost it at some point. I think Fern Gully was on there, maybe, maybe not, but yeah. Anyways. And some of those were recorded on TV though, because yeah. at that point it would have been more like recording off. Because like I don't know actually, because I think I don't know if like if Pa we call our dad Pa by the way, uh, and uh, I don't know if Pa like um like had a change of heart and thought like maybe he shouldn't do that anymore or something. Like, yeah. Cause I think I know like renting and recording. I don't know. I don't know if it was kind of like pirating today where some people do it and like, <clears throat> but um, I know he stopped at some point. Like, I don't know, like, again, if it was like, because he felt guilty about it or didn't, but um, I have a, like the, the vaguest, I had the faintest memory of him. Um, he'd hook up, He'd hook up the because Justin was talking about how I think they had two VCRs and they yeah. would like record to the other one. I remember Pa had um, he had that camcorder and he he would use the camcorder to, to run the to do that. Oh yeah. So basically, I think he'd run it through the camcorder, run the film through the camcorder, and then it would sync with the VCR. I don't know. I don't even know how it all works, but and that's how he would record it to the tape on the VCR. And, um, and I, it was licensed to kill with James Bond. I remember I have this, the vaguest memory of him doing that. And, um, but yeah, we had, but that's why it would be like this, like hodgepodge of like stuff because it was like, we record it and then record it onto that tape. Yeah. And so you just kind of get the next spot on the tape, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it was always fun though. Like as a kid, like, I don't know, turning something like, the I like the one with the like Legend of Sleepy Hollow. That one I remember like yeah. always liking that one. And they had like previews for other like they sometimes record the previews on there. Like cause I remember like there was like a I think after Care Bears was like strawberry shortcake things. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll yeah. never find me. You remember like there was that some like yeah that, that like 
whoever that little character was, some little girl complaining, like that will like always be stuck in my brain because they saw it. So- oh yeah, totally. And then they had like, well, and they, well, I was just going to say they had the, the Care Bears one. Like, yeah. There was like another Care Bears episode. They were like, they were previewing. I remember always wanting to watch that one. I wanted to watch that so bad. Yeah. Cause it had uh professor Coldheart was back. Remember? Yeah. Cause we had one with professor Coldheart in it, but, um, like the commercial was like he was back and he was like freezing kids on a baseball field or something. And like, so funny story about that. Actually, the, I think it's called like the land without feeling or something is the one we had. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I found it on YouTube. And so I've been meeting to like watch that with my kids sometimes. So I maybe, I don't know, maybe tomorrow we'll watch it anyways. But yeah, I, I want to find that one too. Cause I've never seen it. So yeah, we'll do a double feature, but there we go. I remember though they had a they had a preview for the Black Cauldron though on it. Yes. Uh-huh. On this on this it was like after Sleeping Beauty before Pinocchio, I feel like. Or maybe it was yeah. reversed. Maybe Pinocchio was first and then which Pinocchio I always remember it is a like this is pretty creepy at the end when they go to like Pleasure Island, they get turned into donkeys and like yeah, that just like being feeling kind of creepy. And then we see like seeing this trailer for the Black Cauldron and it like looked really creepy as well. But also like I really want to see it. Um, and always being very confused, like what it was when I was a kid, like, wait, this is, a I know. Yeah. You're like, what is this? Like, it looks so like, I was so fascinated by it that never, and I, I never saw it until about two years ago. I cause on Disney plus, I finally watched it with Olivia and, um, I don't remember her reacting much to it. Like she didn't seem scared. We, she was only like, she's almost four at the time. I think when we watched it, but anyways, it, and it's okay. I've never seen it. Cause I actually started on, on. So I remember I was babysitting once, like there's like a, something, it was like a mother daughter activity at church or something. And like, it was like, they got the, the boys, like my age, like, I think I was like 13 or 14. So they got us to babysit. Um, and we had, we were in like the little nursery room and had like a TV and like, we had that plane. And so I remember seeing part of it. Like, cause it had just come out on VHS. Mm. It was like 19, it would have been 98 or 99. I think it was like the first time it came out on VHS. Yeah. And I remember kind of getting, I, w- I was like, oh, I always want to see this, but not really being able to watch it because we're, I was watching kids yeah. and like, then, uh, like after that, I had to help clean up, put chairs away and tables or whatever. And so like, I, I saw like, a, like, 30 or 40 minutes of it then. And then on Disney plus, yeah, Evan and I started watching it and he just, I don't know if he was scared or not into it. Yeah. But we only got like 20 or 30 minutes in and I've been meaning to like go back and watch it and finish it, but I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah. It's so funny. So, Cause like, I wonder how Olivia would respond now to it. Yeah. Cause if she would be more, I don't know. It's worth watching though. I think it's like, I liked it. It's not like great or anything. If they were ever to like these Disney remakes, that would be one I'd be like totally interested in with them doing that. Cause anyways, um, all right. So let's go to the next one. So what, what film has been a source of comfort during a difficult time? <clears throat> yeah, this is, um, this is, uh, it's a good question. Um, I had a few things. I think, you know, I'm going to go with, um, I, I think I'm going to go with Back to the Future here because I haven't mentioned it yet. I'm kind of 
uh, I feel like there's so many different things I could answer for all of them, but I, I feel like, um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to with that because I feel like Back to the Future was a, a movie series that I was, it was just kind of an awkward time. So I was like in fifth grade and I mean, I'd seen, I'd seen them because I, I, I saw them in theaters and I know you, I think you, when you interviewed Pa, like you talked about like, yeah, I wouldn't saw you because you saw it with us. Yeah. You saw Back to the Future 3. Yeah. So I know I, I don't think I saw two in theaters, but I, I'd seen one, two, and three as a kid, um, and I do remember seeing three in theaters uh, when what you guys were talking about. But then I didn't watch them for a long time. Like I hadn't seen any of them for for several years, and I think it was it was about nine. Yeah, it had been ninety five, ninety six. I was in fifth grade, and I, it was just like a time where like I started to become more aware of like social cues and like just like um i don't know anyway fifth grade could be awkward um but and it was it was over Sorry. christmas break what'd you say puberty starting can be starting yeah yeah I, I had some anxiety so like in fourth grade i remember like i'd kind of get stomach aches like uh, and now i look back and realize that it was like the end of fourth grade and I loved fourth grade. I loved my fourth grade teacher. And, um, at the end of the year, I'd kind of get stomach aches and I'd feel like I was kind of going to throw up, but I never would actually get cold. I don't know. So I, again, I've kind of like later identified it as like anxiety because sometimes that'll happen to me still. Um, and then, yeah. And then fifth grade was just kind of, I mean, I actually have really good memories of fifth grade. I had really good friends in fifth grade, but I still feel like there was, it's just a complicated time. And I just remember like <clears throat> not knowing how to like, it was kind of a weird time where I didn't really know how to like socialize with friends or like call them up to hang out. I mean, I, I would go hang out with friends, but anyway, bottom line is back to the future. I remember like rediscovering them like that winter break. Uh, like, you know, I was like after Christmas and I, I know you watched it with yeah. me. Um, and so we had the first one on VHS and then we, and it was terrible quality. It was like yeah, super bad. That. It was so bad. And like for years, that was the only way I could watch that movie. And then when I actually saw like a good version of it, I think it's, I think you got the DVDs for Christmas or something. Yeah, not till I was like, I was like, I was in eighth grade, I think, though. But yeah, no, it was like way after, and it was like the first time I like saw it in good quality and like <laughs> able to like pick up different things I'd never noticed before. Yeah. But um, but um, then we so we watched the first one that we had, and then I remember renting the second and third one and watching those. And I feel like you and I like we had that little TV in our room. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and. Uh, Sometimes we, it was a TV that we'd take on trips. It's just that T, like tiny TV with a little VCR on it. And, uh, we had it in our room. We got to have it in our room because, like, I think our parents were having, like, friends over for dinner. And so it's like we had to go stay in our room. Yeah. So we, so we got to rent Back to the Future 2 and 3 and we were just back there watching them. Dude, I, I um, totally remember that. I was, cause I was in first grade. So I was, I, yeah. Like, I was, one, well, I remember that now that you're saying that, like that happening other times. So I remember watching like some of those Ernest movies, like 
Ernest Goes yeah. to School. I remember watching that one in <laughs> our room. Yep. Anyway, so. <laughs> but. Yeah, no. Uh, it would have been around that same time, too, I think. Yeah. Well, and I, so the way I remember we got into the Back to the Future, it was like right after Christmas. And I remember going to yeah. that uh, new release video store on by Albertsons. So it was like, uh-huh. And renting, it was uh, the cartoon. It was like a VHS of the cartoon of the Back to the Future cartoon. And it was the episode where they like, one of them was like, they go back and it's during like dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Well, I think there was a couple episodes on it. There was a dinosaur one and there was one where like they, they go back and doc basically runs into the Liberty bell and that's how it gets cracked. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So they go to like Philadelphia in the 1770s or whatever. Anyways, and then there was like one about Biff like having a tree that money grows on it or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, and uh, maybe I'm thinking of the intro. The intro had the dinosaurs on it. Yeah. I'm probably not thinking. I don't. You know, nice. Okay. Because I, I remember always wanted to see the dinosaur one. I don't know if I ever. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe we didn't see it. I. I but I do remember them. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, and then we so we we saw the I rented the cartoon. We watched it, and then it was kind of like, oh yeah, the first one, and then we. We have rented the other two, and I remember. For like, That's right. Yeah. Like I just feel like we watched those on repeat though for like at least however long we had them rented, and then recording the other two on VHS at some point. Yeah. TV, but yeah, because I remember like we'd get that TV guide in the newspaper yeah. every Sunday, and I'd circle movies that I was going to watch. Or I'd write them down, and like when they were on, because they'd tell you what movies, and I'd look through and find out and. And like I was like so excited when Back to Future two and three like I think they were on the same week, and just making sure to record them. So then yeah, then they had them to watch and yeah, watch them all the time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love man. That's another movie series I haven't watched in a, in a bit that I need to go back and rewatch. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> good they're good ones. Yeah. All right. So my favorites. Let's uh let's go to the next question. So what's what's a movie what movie do you feel like has made you laugh the most? Oh man. Um I so I think my taste or I feel like you know when you're a teenager is kind of when you like comedies the most for a lot of people, you know, I feel like that's when I mean, I, I love a good comedy now too. I, I'm not, I'm not above going to see like a dumb movie that's come, you know, a comedy. Like, um, but my favorite comedians uh, were Chris Farley and Adam Sandler in the '90s. Um, you know, was a teenager, and um, I think a lot of it. I think I, Chris Farley's skits on SNL. Some of his skits are actually my favorite are more than his movies. Even mm-hmm. there are some of his skits that I just like could watch over and over again. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> but Tommy boy, if I'm picking a Chris Farley movie, it'd be Tommy boy, which is, um, a movie that, you know, was a, a classic in our house. In fact, I think did posse about yeah, Tommy boy. That's the way he answered for this question. But, um, which, yeah, I mean, it was a movie that, in fact, the first time I watched it, ever watched it, was with Pa. Yeah. Well, I think he and I, I don't remember, I think Spencer and Mike had rented it, but they were out with friends. It was Saturday night, it was late, and um, he and I watched it. Yeah, I remember you guys stand up, and I remember, like, I don't have many, see, because my kids, 
they're like the worst at bedtime sometimes. They like to come out and all these <laughs> things. And I'm like, I don't remember doing that a lot, but I do remember coming out at some point and seeing you guys watching it and being curious. But then getting to watch it like the next day or something, I remember watching it. Sure. And the part when he's like, our dad, he, yeah, he'd always quote like the, like, what'd you do? Like when the, yeah. when he backs up the car and the door comes off. Like, so. <laughs> So that was, if I had to pick a Chris Farley movie, that would be it. Um, that was one that we watched, I watched with my friends a lot. Um, and when Chris Farley died, I was in seventh grade and I remember it was the last day, it was December 18th, 1997. I can remember it. It was a, it was the last day of the semester before Christmas break. And it had been a really good day. And I was like, <laughs> I won't get too much into it. There's this girl I kind of had a crush on and we've been writing some notes and stuff. And like, but then I think when I got the news broke when I was getting home from school and I just remember like, couldn't believe it. It's so sad. And like my friends and I had like a funeral for him, like in uh, my, in our, my friend's backyard and basically built like the shrine for him back there. <laughs> And we read like we got we had like a service. We read the uh, a clip a clipping newspaper clipping about like basically his obituary. We like all kind of shared like our favorite thing like about him and stuff. And um, so you know, I, I can't I remember say, you telling me about that. Yeah, and I remember being like jealous or sad I couldn't go because I was like, yeah, because I remember, yeah, I remember finding I remember I was outside playing in the backyard like by myself. I was in third grade and like. Yeah. The day school got out for Christmas break, yeah. anyways, and get being, I don't know who told me, but maybe you might have even been the one to tell me and just being like, what? Like, I just like couldn't believe it. I was so sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really was. I mean, it really was. It's like, a, it's, it's funny to think though, by the time I was in third grade, I'd seen Tommy Boy, I'd seen Black Sheep, Beverly Hills Ninja. I'm trying to think what else. Probably only those three, actually. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the the rules definitely got uh, less strict yeah. for movies for, for, for you guys. I, like, I remember Zach Allred and I, we went to Hollywood Video and renting, picking out Beverly Ninja. Like when I, like he was having a sleepover, I, I was in third grade, you know. So funny. <laughs> and I remember so watching. So funny because it's like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just, I, I, I don't know. Our parents were pretty strict when we were younger and it was like, I don't know, not that those are, I mean, those are. It is just funny how like that kind of yeah. changed and stuff. I mean, I, I think that's very normal. But, but, because as the, the older kids start watching stuff, the younger kids can't really avoid it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just, it's, yeah, it's funny because like the other day, so I was saying like I was showing Beckman Ezra stuff from Disneyland and then I was like showing him a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean and like there was, so just like Jack Sparrow, that's Jack Sparrow. He's on the ride and blah, blah, blah. And then like I, it was just from the first one and I went out and then Disney plus has like, it had all the other ones next to it. And they're like, Oh, what's this one? And this one. And so I was like, just telling him what happens. Like, Oh, there's a squid guy. And there's a giant, um, what is that? Yeah. Oh, the Kraken. And on oh, this one, there's like these like scary mermaids that attack them. And they're like, what? Like scary mermaids. And, and so like, they like, and they kept asking me to watch it. And, um, so, anyways, I don't I don't know if you remember that scene. It's in the fourth one. They get attacked by like mermaids. It's been a yeah, I do. It's been a while. And it's pretty creepy. Seen, that's the one. That's the one I've seen the least. Yeah, 
I think I've only seen it once, actually. Yeah, it's it's probably my least favorite, but it's that that scene is I think really well done. Anyway, so like I started showing it to him, and Becca, who's seven, he's almost eight. He was just like, he's just like, yeah, I I, I don't like this, and so I turned it off. And then Ezra, yeah. she's six, she was like, I want to watch it. And then and Olivia and crew got there later in the day, and then it came up. She was like telling him about it, and then Olivia and crew were like, they wanted to watch it, and so then I showed the three of them. Like he, Beckham was upstairs, he was playing Minecraft, and then I showed them that because he's like, "Yeah, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to play Minecraft." Because he didn't want to watch yeah. it. And then Olivia and crew were both Olivia. Like, I just showed him that scene. It's like them attacking these pirates, and then can we watch that again? Like, and then she, can we watch the whole movie? And anyway, it's just funny because I was like, "No, we're not gonna watch the whole movie. It's pretty scary." And that that actually might be the scariest part. But anyways, they're all like, they thought it was so cool and fun like because they're all into mermaids because we all they just saw a little mermaid yeah anyway sorry that was a big tangent i don't even remember where that we were talking about before that the uh oh do you talk made you laugh huh yeah chris Farley's funeral oh yeah yeah but um yeah other movie, so um, Wedding Singer is my favorite um, Adam Sandler movie. Like that, just I loved the '80s, like nostalgia. Not that I was, I mean, I was alive in the '80s, but I don't I just liked the music and stuff, and so I just want to give a shout out to that one. And then another one I wanted to give a shout out to was uh, Orange County because that was a movie that it's a really dumb movie, but it's uh, or it's you know like kind of a silly movie but it's one that just really hit with like um, my friends and I but also like we watched a lot like I remember watching a lot with Spencer and with you guys like and we would quote it all the time and like it's one and then it was like my college roommates and I would watch it all the time and quote it and just there's like special features on the DVD that we'd watch over and over again and like um, that's one that I would want to mention too it's just a one of my one of my favorite comedy movies. That's I love one. Yeah, I mean that's one I I've been wanting to rewatch for a long like for a couple of years now. So I need to do that because that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I I probably watched it three or four years ago. It it holds. I mean, the, the I don't know. There are just so many like funny quotes. Yeah, I think that's what's so good about it. It's like I don't know. Yeah. yeah anyway, that's one of that's probably my one of my favorite. Yeah. Again, yeah. It's it's just it's. It's not a great movie, but it's just like, it's so, there's so many funny quotes and there's just things, so many funny memories. And like, sometimes I'll just text my roommates, like random quotes from it. And they, we all just would die laughing. And it's just, it's one of those movies for, you know, uh, that's probably the movie for my friends and I from college that we would could just text each other random stuff from and like get a kick out of. I feel like that was like Anchorman for me and my friends in high school. Like, yeah, that we all just quoted all the time and, or, and Napoleon Dynamite, but probably more Anchorman though. But like, cause that was, that came out right after my freshman year. But yeah, that's, yeah. So it's like that kind of movie for me. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of good memories and a lot of good quotes. Um, well, what's a movie that's been difficult for you to get through? Um, and like, you know, what was it about it that made it challenging? Whether that's like something that was, you know, like the subject matter was difficult or it brought up something 
difficult in your own personal life or, you know, or it could just be like, it was, you didn't like the movie and it was hard to like sit through or, you know, however you want to answer that. But, um, I, I, I think other people have answered this, but mine is, is the Joker. Um, it's that I, and, and I liked it. it I, I feel like, I feel like they're actually, and I know some people, you know, there's a conversation around this film that some people said it's not, it, it, it's can, too triggering for some, for some people, but I feel like it's an important film to kind of have the dialogue around, um, mental health and, um, but it's a really hard movie to watch. Um, it's pretty disturbing. It's very sad. It's very tragic. And, um, it's not a movie that I need to watch again. You know, I watched it the one time and I think I'm good. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's, that's the movie that I'd have to pick. I, I, I was trying to think of some other ones, but they just really didn't quite, they weren't, I think that's the one I'd have to go with. Um, and, and the reason it's difficult again is just because I think some of the scenes are, it's just, they're, they're just so sad to watch. And then just, you know, without spoiling anything, the ending is really, really sad. And I, again, I, I understand why some people don't like this movie or don't feel like they want to watch it again. But I do think it, like for me at the time when it came out, it was like, it's a good, it was a good conversation starter about some of the really heavy topics in it, but it's a hard watch. It's not something I'd recommend to, to people if, if they're, um, you know, it, they, I feel like people should know what they're getting into watching it because yeah. it is, it's really heavy. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I haven't rewatched it either since theaters. And like, I think I will at some point, I probably when the new one, the second one comes out, um, just crazy they're making you a second know, one, but because what do you say? Oh, I just it's just crazy they're making a second one, but I'll probably rewatch it before that one comes out. I'd imagine, but it is really interesting that they are. Yeah, yeah, maybe I would. I don't know. It's not one that I that Natalie saw. I don't think she would. She wouldn't like it. You know, usually we have similar tastes in movies where we like watching movies together, and um, you know, she's open to watching lots of different types of movies, but I don't think it's one that she would like um so but yeah it's uh it's funny because when the dark knight came out it was like that movie was like a lot of people thought it was really i mean it is quite i don't want to downplay it there's some really disturbing things that happen in the dark knight and the way that joker's portrayed it's like this guy is like this is scary this guy you know Mm -hmm. I, i feel like the Dark Knight, the Joker in the Dark Knight is a very disturbed person. Excuse me. Um, but then this just takes it, this just took it to a whole new level. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, I guess that would be my answer. You know, being a huge fan of Batman and the Joker and, um, you know, you have again the Dark Knight, there's that version of, of the Joker, <clears throat> uh, the Lego Batman movie, uh, is I love that movie and that came out a couple of years before Joker. That's one that, that we have, at, it, it's in our DVD player in our van. And so like, 
I mean, we could switch it out, of course, but like sometimes when we're going somewhere far, we'll turn it on. And, and so our, my kids have watched it a ton lately. Um, and that movie is it's so funny and I laugh my head off. Like, but yeah, I mean, the Joker, the way they portrayed Joker in that movie is, is just different. Um, of course you have the animated series, Mark Hamill, who is, uh, just so great. Um, and so, you know, there are so many different ways that you can portray the Joker. And I guess I just kind of always thought that Heath Ledger's version of the Dark Knight was going to be like, like the most disturbed. And they definitely topped that. And yeah, you know, it's not a movie that I would say everyone needs to see because, um, it, it is, it's, it's a troubling, it's, it's a troubling movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely one that like you have to I'd say know what you're getting into, like you said, but um okay, well what's the most inspiring movie you've ever seen? <clears throat> yeah, I have really hard to I mean there's so many or one of them. I guess I what'd you say? Said, or at least one of them, because yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, no, I mean it's just I feel like I it, I going kinda of going back to what I was saying is my taste in movies is is uh I, I find inspiration and in just like weird <laughs> certain like things that maybe weren't even meant to be. Um, and, uh, um, for this though, I, I mean, cause I also looked at my list and I wanted to give shout outs to different movie series that I love. And so, um, I am going to go with, with Rocky on this. Um, I think the original Rocky movie, um, is, you know, uh, it's a very inspiring movie where you have this guy that's just, he's going for it and he gets his chance. Excuse me. And then, um, you know, he loses, but like, he doesn't, he doesn't give up. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, it's a, it's kind of a cliche now in, in movies and especially sports movies, but, and I, I don't know, it may have been a cliche then too. I don't know, but, I wasn't alive in 1976. I do know it won Best Picture. Um, and I just, I, that's a movie series that I've watched a lot. And I know we've watched a lot together. And, uh, and, um, so I, anyway, I wanted to make, give a shout out for that. So I thought it would fit really well into this. It is, yeah, it is an inspiring movie. And, um, I, I guess that's my, that'd be my best answer for that. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think I could put any of the Rocky movies in that, even Rocky Five, which I know people, crap on right <laughs> i i liked rocky five a lot actually i mean it's definitely my probably my yeah. favorite but it's still like there's still a lot of good things in that and yeah i mean i think rocky's like totally like one of the ultimate like inspirational movie series and the uh i can't tell you how many times or different places i've heard the quote from rocky balboa where he's talking to his son about like it's not about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward like that whole Oh yeah, like that is something that like, I hear all the time quoted, and for good reasons. I think it's it's a great quote, and I mean, yeah, in the Creed movies as well. Like, yeah, I mean, and not only like I think like the Creed. I watched all the Creed movies, with the third one recently, and I was like, I got motivated me to like try to work out more and all those things. But just yeah, I feel like in other ways too they can be motivating. So it's yeah, those are I love I love the Rocky movies. No, they are. They're just, there is a lot of gems in there. And yeah, Rocky Five is one that, 
Um, yeah, you know, I like it more than most people do. I think you do too. Um, and it's not a great film, but there is a part, there's a flashback scene in that movie that just gets me. It's the flashback scene with Mickey. Yeah. Um, and the music in that and just like, uh, where I, what does he say? Oh, it's that quote. It's the, Oh, well, get up. You son of a bitch. Cause Mickey loves you. Like that. Just like, yeah, it just hits you. Like, um, yeah, that's such a good, I love that quote. And I love the, uh, uh it's just, anyway, no, I mean, so there's some gems even that's, yeah, there's gems in that one. Rocky Balboa is, is, uh, I love that one that came out and was Oh six, right. Oh six. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in the Creed movies. Yeah. So they're just, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure to, I, I think I, I'm putting the original in that spot just because it is the first one, but they all, uh, all have jams. Of course, Rocky four is, um, it's probably my favorite, probably the one I've seen the most. Um, you know, yeah, uh, that was probably my favorite one as a kid. Oh yeah, definitely. That was for sure my favorite one too. So. That was another movie. I, that was so. I was in fifth grade when we got really, or right after fifth grade when we got into those that summer and watched them a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I remember Rocky Five being the one that like. I remember we were. I don't know if it was the same summer or the next summer. We were staying at your friend Travis's house, like driving home from Utah, and we were like watching a movie one night, and like we we put on Rocky Five, you know, and like yeah, loved watching it as a kid and. One of my friends, I remember him telling me, "Oh yeah, Rocky Five. It's called Rocky Five Street Fighter." Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're like, no, I think it's just Rocky Five. Yeah, but whatever you say. But, anyways, um, all right. Well, what's uh, what would you say is your one of your favorite movie quotes? <clears throat> um, this is. I'm going to go with a. Let me let me find it because I got I'm not good at quoting things. It's uh, oops. It's uh, Yoda. Um, <clears throat> it's in The Last Jedi, which we could, ha- again, have another whole tangent on. But it's when he's talking to Luke and he says, um, the greatest teacher failure is. <clears throat> and then I also love uh, what he says after. He says, Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And so... There's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think the, the bet, you know, the most of the thing that I love the most about it is the quote where it says the greatest teacher failure is. And, um, and, and I think someone else shared that quote. Yeah. Um, so uh, on here, or you did, did you? I don't know, but I know I, it's, yeah, I didn't, off the top of my head, I can't remember who it was. So, but yeah. It's... <clears throat> um, and so I, 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 you know, it is, it's such a good quote, but I love the part. It says we are what they grow beyond. And, um, like I've thought about that so much, like, you know, we think of like our grandparents and like how they shaped our parents and like our parents and how they shaped us and like how, sorry. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes we might, talk about i think it's like i hear people say this all the time oh my parents did this thing i think it really affected me and i know i've said stuff like that before where you know parents 
tried this thing and and you know our parents can do things i don't know i was just thinking the other day i remember like i can't remember which birthday it was i was nine or ten and um i remember we went to the sizzler do you remember the sizzler Mm -hmm. like all you could eat yeah Mm -hmm. and um like i remember like ma saying to me like like I don't, I don't care if it's your birthday, like you're, cause I was, I was acting out. I don't remember what I was doing. I don't care if it's your birthday, like something, something. I don't remember what she said after that. But basically, like what I took from it was like, like you knock it off, whatever you're doing, knock it off. And, and I kind of thought of that and I've just been like, I remember really not liking that. And I was thinking, well, yeah, it's my birthday. I want attention. I felt like I probably wasn't getting attention. And that's where I was acting out. And so, like, I was, I've, like, said, oh, I'll never say something like that to my kids. But I guarantee, like, you know, especially Evan, he's the oldest. Like, he can be a lot. And I know I could be a lot when I was a kid um, for our parents. Um, I was a lot of – had a lot of energy, a lot of – and – um, and it's just like, I'm sure I've said things like that to Evan that, you know, so anyway, it just, it kind of, the, that part of the quote, like really allows me to take in, okay, yeah, our parents probably failed at some things. Um, like to me that like when Ma said that to me, like I didn't like that. It, it was hurtful and I was trying to get attention. Um, and, but I'm going to do other things to, you know, I'm going to say things to my kids that maybe I think is okay. And, um, so it is, it is, I just love that part of it where they are, what we grow beyond or whatever. I can't remember what it, exactly what it was. It's just like the next generation, like they're going to be, they, they're, we want them to go to be beyond what we are and to be better than us and to, yeah, they're going to make their own mistakes and make different mistakes, but hopefully they can learn from our failure failures too. And I think Luke learned from, from the previous generation of Jedi and he improved on some things. And then he had a big failure. He failed big time. And now hopefully Ray can learn from that. Um, you know, at that point in the movie, Ray is hopefully learning from Luke's failure. And so, um, we are what they grow beyond just really is a really, I really love that part of it. And I didn't really get why it was with that at the beginning. Like when it just didn't seem to fit that, like, it seems like it could be a different quote, but then now I really see how it goes together with the failure part because it really, yeah, you, we want them to grow beyond us. And the way we can do that is we can learn from our failures and they can learn from, you know, from, from parents or, or, mentors or whatever it is but yeah um or even just from friends so i love that quote that's probably my favorite movie quote yeah it's one of my favorites too and i think that's like i usually always think about the greatest failure or the greatest teacher failures part but like what we are what they are what we grow beyond that part too is really is yeah it resonates a lot too and like even like you think about luke who's this inspirational character that like you know, I know a lot of fans don't think what transpires in Last Jedi, like his life trajectory is not who, we, well, that's not who Luke is or whatever. And I don't, I mean, sure, there's a debate about that, but I don't think that's the point. I think this was the story that they chose to tell. And with it, I think it's relatable because it's like, yeah, even the most like 
stalwart or, you know, I don't know, stalwart person can have moments of failure and they can make mistakes and they can fall into like a state of, you know, and in a lot of ways it's like, he's almost like in like this state of depression and shame. And, and so like Yoda calling that out and being like, no, this is like part of the cycle of life of growing of like seeing these things, no matter what part of life it happens to you at, it can happen at any stage and seeing him kind of work through that and like become such that aspirational character again, by the end of it, it's really like, I, you know, like inspiring movies. I think the last Jedi fits that so well, but like, and even in like the next film, when Ray is like at a really low plot, she, she goes back to Octo, the same planet where Luke is to virtually do the same thing. And he's like able to be like, as a force ghost at this point, like, yeah, oh, like, no, that it didn't really work out. Like what I was doing, like, that's not the right lessons to take. And, um, to like help her to like have like, yes, yeah, she was all sad and upset and scared, but then like he was able to like help her because of his mistakes, his failures, like was a motivator for her to not have to like do exactly what he did. So anyway, I, yeah, yeah. like, I think it's so, so great. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, it, it is interesting because sometimes you have a hero or a parent or like a mentor or someone you really look up to and then they do something that they fall short of your, like what you thought they were. Um, and I feel like um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Last Jedi or like the portrayal of Luke. And it wasn't what I was expecting or necessarily wanting originally, but I do think, um, I, I mean, it's, it has its flaws, but I, I really loved Last Jedi. Um, yeah. And I think, um, the, the, what they chose to do with Luke's storyline, it's, it is, it's, again, it's not maybe what I expected, but there is a lot of things of insights you can gain from that. And you get to see, um, you know, by the end of the movie, he, he is kind of more the Luke that we know and remember. And that's kind of how I take it anyway. I feel like sometimes that doesn't get mentioned or people don't re- remember that or realize that, that he, he basically, you know, at the beginning of the movie he says, what, you think I'm going to show up with a laser sword and take on the whole first order myself? And that's what he ends up doing. Yeah. And it ends up being effective for what they need. Um, and on it, obviously there's the, the twist with that, with all that, but, and, <clears throat> and I personally didn't want him to, I didn't like that he, you know, that he died in the movie. Um, I, I, I get it. I understand it. Um, and I, it's, you know, but, um, anyway, I just think that that is, you know, our, sometimes our heroes aren't exactly who we think they are or, they fall short and they're still, we can still look to them as our heroes. Um, and they could still be, you know, again, I, I kind of think of with, with parenting, like sometimes I've looked to our parents in a certain light and noticed a mistake they might've made and realized that they're human. And, um, you know, when growing up at certain points, that was not, really how I thought of them. So they're kind of like Luke in the sense that we get to see Luke at this low point, but realizing that although, um, you know, everyone has their flaws, our parents and mentors and people really do care a lot about us and have these and want us to grow beyond what, 
what they did. And, uh, you know, I think that's the same thing that we want for our kids and the people that we, we are mentors for. So yeah, it's a really neat, it's a really neat quote. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Thanks for sharing that. Um, all right. So last question. So if you had to give one film out as a gift to every new person you meet for the rest of your life, what movie would that be? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. I, uh, I, I can't answer this. I had such a hard time with this one. I, I, I guess it would depend on, I feel like for me, I'd have to customize it, right? Like if someone had never seen one of these movies, then that's what I'd get them. If that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe that'd pop out. But if it was like, oh, I've never seen, um, Back to the Future or Last Crusade or, oh, I've never seen any Chris Farley stuff or whatever, then I would, I, I feel like I'd pick something that so i don't know that's a cop out but i i couldn't really i couldn't pick one pick one movie yeah no yeah it's it's i mean it's definitely hard to like answer so um well what would you say then is like i think well you didn't go to share it but like your all-time favorite movie i think you said turn the jedi yeah so if i'm framing it that way i i guess but see i couldn't hand out return of the jedi (laughs) because I couldn't, I feel like if someone hadn't seen, I don't know, I feel like most people know what happens in Star Wars, but um, you, I've told you this, but um, my friend Nate, who I know, you, I mean, you're friends with him too, he had never really seen all the Star Wars movies, and like, uh, he was one of my college roommates, and and he texted me, he's like, I can't believe you've never shared with me how awesome Star Wars is, hmm. and I'm like, and, and he was joking, he's totally kidding because he knows that I've talked about Star Wars a million times. And I want to say like we, in college, we probably watched one or two of them together, but um, he just never really had any interest in Star Wars. He just didn't. And for some reason he decided I'm going to sit down and watch these and he's like hooked. So yeah, I guess, uh, you know, if I'm picking, you know, Return of the Jedi is my my all-time favorite movie. If I had to pick one, but Star Wars is my favorite movie series. But if, if I'm going Star Wars, then I'd, I'd have to give them a new hope because that's, that's where, yes, I know it's episode four, but that's where it all started. Yeah. So I guess that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, awesome. Well, we made it through the list. Um, anything else you wanted to add or share before we wrap up? <clears throat> well, um, now I'm just really, not that this game needs any plugging, but I'm because I know it's <clears throat> extremely popular. Uh, but I'm playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom right now, and uh, really enjoying that. So, um, it uh, you know I loved Breath of the Wild when that came out what six years ago, <clears throat> and this game I feel like took everything that I really like about Breath of the Wild and then added some new stuff that's really neat. So. Yeah, that's a, I guess that's something else. It's kind of movie. I mean, it's entertainment. It's not movie, but it's entertainment. So that's another thing that I would want to kind of mention that, uh, that's what I'm, I've been spending time playing that. So it's been awesome. Nice. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I wish I could, I don't feel like I have the ability, not, not that I have ability, but like, I'm trying to describe it. Like, 
I don't know if I could sit down and play a Zelda game as an adult. Not that I really did much as a kid, besides Ocarina of Time. Mostly it's because I watched you play, so I knew how to do everything. But I think I just don't <laughs> have the patience to, like, figure things out and try to work through it. But um, I like hearing people talk about the Zelda games, though. Like, so it's always been fun to, like, share that with you. But, um, well, anyone, th- everyone, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this episode. Thanks, Matt, for joining. Um, and if you would like to be a guest, please reach out to me. I'd love to. I'm always open to new guests. So I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. We'll talk to you later. Ah, come here, Rock. My God, you're ready, ain't you? That Apollo won't know what hit him. You're going to roll over him like a bulldozer, an Italian bulldozer. You know, kid, I know how you feel about this fight that's coming up. Because I was young once, too. And I tell you something. Well, if you wasn't here... I probably wouldn't be alive today. The fact that you're here and doing as well as you're doing gives me, what do you call it, a motivation, huh? To stay alive. Because I think that people die sometimes when they don't want to live no more. Nature's smarter than people think. And nature is smarter than people think. Little by little, we lose our friends. We lose everything. We keep losing and losing till we say... You know, what the hell am I living around here for? I got no reason to go on. But with you, kid, boy, I got a reason to go on. And I'm going to stay alive. And I will watch you make good. And I'll never leave you. And I'll never leave you until that happens. Because when I leave you, you'll not only know how to fight, you'll be able to take care of yourself outside the ring, too. Is that okay? It's okay. Now, I got a little gift for you. Oh, maybe. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Really? I don't need nothing. <laughs> Look at this. See that? This is the favorite thing that I have on this earth. And Rocky Marciano, give me that. You know what it was? It's cufflink. Huh? And now I'm giving it to you. And it, it's got to be like a, like an angel on your shoulder, see? And if you ever get hurt and you feel that you're going down, this little angel is going to whisper in your ear. He's going to say, get up, you son of a bitch. Because Mickey loves you. Okay? Thanks, Mick. All right. I love you, too. Go after him, kid. You was each. There it is. What happened to his other cufflink? I don't know. He only gave me one. He gave it to some bum.